What's when? Wait, hold on. You want to whoop whoop down south? What me? Wait, you're not recording, are you? I am recording. <laughs> I don't know how much they picked up of your early. No, I don't of that know what the line is. Like, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. I think it's. It's either just because you make it whoop whoop down south, oh. or if it's just because you're packing whoop whoop down south. Okay. Doesn't mean I'm ever gonna take it lying down. So, do you think she's whoop whooping because she's she really ex- enjoys what's down south? She's either saying you or mean- she's just re- like inserting whoop whoop in place of where the actual words go. Like it's oh, a beeping no. system that she's no, operating. No, no, it's not a beeping system. She's either saying you make it whoop whoop like you make me whoop whoop down okay. south, or she's saying you're packing whoop whoop down south like you're packing no, she's up. whooping whatever she's, she's not packing. whooping i mean he's like she means you're packing like you're packing something whoop, whoop you're packing something whoop whoop is standing in for obviously a big dick right but it's standing in for it because <laughs> i like you wanted to make sure we got that out of the way <laughs> just in case anyone is wondering we're referring to a massive penis but it's saying whoop whoop because like it's something that would make you say whoop whoop but no she's not like beep she's not bleeping herself out she's just referring to a big dick as a whoop whoop because that's how it makes her feel when she sees it okay so let's talk about big dicks okay okay so because there's a lot of um, representation of big dicks in the media, okay? Is there? Well, in the sense of people keep talking about how big dicks are the best dicks. The... But, exactly. I, from talking to women over the years, uh, a lot of them have complained about uh, big dicks being problematic. Too big. Too big. Um, and uh, obviously you don't want a, a small dick. Because that's also an issue. Mm. Um, so when they refer to a big dick, they may have, like in songs like this, where they're like, oh, he's got a great dick down there. Mm-hmm. But the greatness in their minds may not match up with the greatness of the mind of the listener. Because the listener probably thinks like, oh, it must be like eight inches. Depending on who the listener is. And also, you know what? Maybe he's packing whoop whoop. Doesn't even mean that he has a big dick. It just means that he's, you know, he's got a nice good dick. in bed. Or, or just is good in bed. He knows how right. to use his dick, you know? Right. He's Which... packing a experienced and intelligent penis. Yeah, exactly. Right. But in terms of like, okay, in terms of like my initial reaction to you saying that we see a lot of big dicks in the media was, first of all, we don't see... Any dicks in the media. Well, I, literally, we don't see many dicks in the right, media. Right, yeah, but yeah. people talk about it like it's, yeah. a, like it's a thing. Yeah. So I guess my question is, because I'm immediately get like, I'm already feel myself getting my back up being like, man, all this shit that women have to deal with and dicks, <laughs> you know, can't even see them when you're walking around and blah, blah, blah. But like, as a man, have you ever felt like insecure about... Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, from as long as I can remember... Knowing about sex, I have been insecure about uh, the size and the quality of my penis. Okay, the quality. Well, I mean, because like, cause every penis is different. Mm. Some of them curve or bend in different ways. Some of them are perfectly straight, but I think that's almost more rare um, than like, you know, a twist or a curve or a thing like that in a penis. And then some penises are circumcised, some penises are not. I myself am uncircumcised. Uh, for those dear listeners, who and really- also, and I'm sorry if this is too much information, but like, 
Oh, we have to put a warning on this one now. This is a heavenly talk. Heavenly heavenly talk. Heavenly talk. Heavenly talk. That's what I that's what I consider. Heavenly talk. Heavenly talk. I'm not even drunk, but I'm talking like I'm drunk. Um, very straight. That's all I was gonna. I wasn't oh, even gonna mention no. like this. Uh, real, I, to me, a, it's pretty. No. I would say was, there's a curve to my penis. Okay. Very much a curve. I'll show you later. I don't see it that way. Well, I mean, it depends on your angle that you're looking. But I at guess it from, that's I guess. people who are more insecure about their own body parts. Like, I'm sure I could complain about lots of my own body parts, and you would be like, "What are you talking about?" This is very true. I yeah. mean, it's, it's not. It's not like the case where like it turns left. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like not it's not it's, it's not like I'm dealing with like the letter or um, <laughs> but That uh, would be cool. But I would want to spell a D. To capital letter, letter or or lowercase or. I was I was picturing a capital. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> I was picturing lowercase, but mm. sorry, I had to take a drink. But um yeah, it's kind of um yeah, because because you constantly hear mostly in songs, but movies too and stuff like that. How the bigger the better is with penises and like how girls want a big dick. But, but I have to say, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but I have to say I feel like this is coming from a very male perspective just because mostly it's men who make media and oh, yeah. who write movies and who write music. Even the Whoop Whoop Down South song, probably a man like wrote those lyrics. Like, um, I think that if if you heard from women more often, you would see that like it's not really... Well, that's the thing. thing. I, from my personal conversation yeah. in real life, Women don't even want to see a dick most of the time. No. And here's here's what I'll say about size. The size would have to be really wrong in either direction for it to be an issue. Right. Now that's po- and that's possible in both directions. I just don't yeah, I can't, but I, I don't I just don't think penises curve that much. Oh, I wasn't saying the curve Oh, your size. size. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you were like really wrong in either no, direction, and no, I was like no, always no. curving to left or right or up or down. I've been on the spectrum of size, like I All think. Right. But like I have heard, well, no, I guess I'm thinking from. I've never personally heard from a close friend, but then again, I was gonna say. None of my close friends are particularly sexually active, and that they're all sexually active. But out of my probably your like gay friends are the friends well, who have yeah. been most sexually active. I mean, active. I'm thinking of my one of my very good gay friends, and I won't say his name, but no. he's complained about dicks that were too big. Never complained about too small. Yeah. And then my girlfriends, I've never heard a complaint. I've never heard a complaint about it. A dick. Uh, a penis. In either, in either direction. No. I've never heard a complaint oh. about a curved penis, a small penis, a large penis. I've never heard a complaint about a penis. I've heard complaints about both. Okay. Well, I have a friend who's heard complaints about, who heard complaints about a very, very small one. But it was like, a girl was dating a guy, and he was like, great and amazing, and they had sex, and he had like a crazy small penis you know yeah and it was a problem but that's once again that's a friend of a friend and i always think it has to be an extreme case that's what i mean it has to be extreme so the average person you know with them being average of course um they're not gonna have like a weird system uh but um mm-hmm. yeah like it's kind of but you just like you said it's all the media stuff that we're consuming even though i'm hearing women say it it's like less in these movies instead of having like women talk about dick size like let's have women talk about like um, oh, he's so, oh my God. Yeah, he's like so emotionally available. Like, <laughs> really like listens to me. So and like, I, let's teach men that like, that's what they should be striving for. And the funny thing is, those sort of movies or media things where they would talk about stuff like that would be seen as chick flicks and guys wouldn't watch them anyway. Right. 
Um, but that's actually really what we want. Like, we really don't care. Like, me anyway. Like, I really don't care much about a dick. Yeah, I mean, like... I have to say... Yeah, I'm saying that, but, like... <laughs> but if I had again, a bad dick... Yeah, and that's a really... That's an ugly side of me. Like, that's a really shallow, ego-driven side of me. But, uh, yeah, I can't lie. Like, there's an element of that that's there. Like, and just like anyone, there are superficial things. Like, you know... Um, yeah, it's, like, easy for me to say that I'm married to a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you go think this is recorded and I can <laughs> just splice that phrase out. Are you going to? Yeah, it'll be on my next show reel. Um, Wait, are you really going to splice it out? No. I'm too lazy to do that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a weird thing of, of the expectations and as- assumptions that people make when it comes to dicks and what people want and what people don't want. And the more the older I get, the more I'm learning that like women care less about dicks. And like you said, more about like emotional more about commitment everything and else things is, like, like that. attached to the dick. And- yeah, cuz like even back in college from talking to girls, like I learned pretty quickly that girls like like dick pics for example, girls do not want to see not at all. Your dick. I never They're want not, to see a dick. But we just assumed, guys assumed that, like, girls are turned on by it. Do you want to see a vagina? Like, I mean, kind of. Yeah, but, like, like... I don't need to see a vagina. Like, up close and personal, like... Well, it depends on... Yeah, it depends on how it's framed. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I, I'm not opposed to seeing the vagina. Whereas I think a girl <laughs> would be like... I don't know, would be like, yeah, show me you naked, but, like... No, like, kind of cover up your penis. Well, yeah, like, I would, like, you know, like, I always tell you to send nudes, but, like, I'm more interested in, like... You want to, like, <laughs> pictures of me shirtless, is actually yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then I'm interested in, yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? You don't ask me to send you nudes as much anymore since we started No, because we live together, so I get to see yeah. nudes more often. But yeah. I did used to ask for them a lot. <laughs> you did. It's true. <laughs> Uh, to the point where I was like sometimes like oh, again for fuck's sake <laughs> just look at one of my old nudes that I sent you uh, but yeah it's kind of uh, guys you know we are much more turned on by a woman's body than I think women are turned on by a man's body see that I don't agree with and that's what I take that's, that's okay. like no no like I, that's what I again what I would have assumed from talking no, to people yeah but. no like I don't like I don't like that stuff about and we talk about this a lot male sexuality versus female sexuality and obviously I can only speak from my own perspective as a female but no no I'm very much turned on by the male body I'm just not turned on by the male sex organ okay which is funny though because like you think you would be but I think some women are oh that's what I was gonna say I had this one friend, um, actually, I'll say, no, no, I won't say her name. <laughs> Probably best leave everybody's name. I was like, I was like I'll say her name, because she'll be happy. No, I would. Yeah. Anyway, I have this one friend. <laughs> Shout out to my <laughs> Shout home. Out. Shout out to my girl. So she's, um, she's, I don't know if she would, I'm not sure how she would identify on the sexual spectrum. Okay. But, so I don't so, want to. Somewhere off of zero, basically, anyway. Yeah, I want to say she's definitely mostly, I've mostly known her to fancy women. Okay. I would say almost exclusively, but I'm not positive. Right. But she finds watching a male jerk off really sexy. She'd love Louis C.K. 
<laughs> I don't think and Harvey find, Weinstein. I don't know if she'd find those guys sexy. That's though. true. But she found watching men jerk off very, very hot. And there's also been a thing about lesbians. Uh, even in the movie, the kids are all right. They show this a little bit that lesbians actually like watching gay male porn because there's something about the externalization of the sexual experience that they don't really see a phallus and there's something about seeing a phallus that's well, like a thing. there's probably a power dynamic, I would say, with the first example that you gave of watching a guy masturbate. I think there's probably, a lot of it. Yeah, there's a huge power dynamic of you have the ability to shame them and yeah. to kind of, you know, they're in a very vulnerable place. Yeah. In a way, I know that the power dynamic can be played the other way where he's kind of like, like, uh, assaulting you almost with this image. Yeah. But if you, if you could, if you look and you laugh at him, like, you know, you also can, you can take a power back very easily in that situation. Yeah. And I also think it's the power too of like, oh, someone's like jerking off for me and that's right. powerful yeah. as well. So yeah, there's a weird dynamic there, but then with the, with I've been told by a number of women, both kind of bi and straight. I don't mm. think any I have. I don't think I've had a conversation with any gay women about this. Uh, gay friends of mine. I just like just like I just hug up around and we talk to gay women. <laughs> Hello, gay women. Uh, how do you feel about this? No, there's like some gay friends of mine, but I don't think we've had this conversation. But um, I know from a lot of straight women and bi women that um, watching male on female porn is tough to watch mm-hmm. because the way that it's filmed it's very kind of like aggressively from the male point of view and so oh, yeah. it would be hard as a woman to enjoy a lot of what's happening there because it's very much a power dynamic in those things oh yeah I would never and I I don't want to get into the my kinds of kinks and I yeah. just, just telling That's you fine. No, I don't yeah. want to get into I, that. I was not going to bring I wasn't <laughs> okay. going to bring it up for you <laughs> but like I. but guys she's so freaking out <laughs> But, like, I would never enjoy kind of mainstream male-on-female porn. Never. Yeah. Not even a little bit. No, I know there's a lot of porn out there that's also directed by women, too. Um, although it's hard to tell what is directed by a woman just by going to a random clip on a porn website. Uh, but, um, yeah, they've, they've often said that they, like, even if straight women will watch lesbian porn. Lesbian porn, because it's just... And I get that, and... Once again, yeah, no, I get that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and it's like I, but because I think I think the I think the world in general is so like, uh, dominating with its images of like the male gaze. Absolutely, that's exactly what it is, and it's women just see, women in that situation being placed as a sexual object rather than the sexual subject. Yeah. When it's two women, like, now we we actually have to be subjects. You know, we can't default to the man as being the subject and being the object. So and, uh, we have is, to be a little bit more in touch. Is another way, because when every time you say uh, object and subject, sometimes it's not always the clearest to me. But So I guess, is it the uh, is another way of putting it basically the protagonist yes or the what's the other way of what's the other well because it wouldn't be protagonist and antagonist but the sexual object is the one who is being sexed yeah um, you or know. sexing mm. so to speak well no, well, no, the, no. The object is the one who. So if you look at like a, like just in grammar. Subject, oh no, sorry, object. Yeah, you know you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Object so is the one who's being sexed. One who is being sexed. And the subject is the one who's sexing. Who is sexing and who's yeah. and whose desires are there to be met. Or sexting. 
So we're sexting. <laughs> the modern They're probably both sexting. Yeah. But whose desires are there to be met? That was even something I was watching. You know, I watch like lots of dumb clips on YouTube when I should be doing other things. And one of the things was talking about Sex in the City, which is a show that I still love and I still stand behind. And they were We've saying, had a lot of arguments over that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking of one, a point that I wanted to bring up, an argument we had before that okay. I remembered. And maybe I'll get around back to that. But they were talking about how it was somewhat revolutionary to see Carrie as the lover rather than, because we're so used to seeing men being the lover, desiring women. Right. Whereas we saw her as a lover, like desiring men, and the men in that show were more objectified because it was all female protagonists objectifying men rather yeah. than the other way around. Yeah, and I think there was a sense that it wasn't always just like, oh, here's a guy you hit on me. She was seeking a guy. Yes, exactly. Uh, and she was chasing a guy. Yeah. She chased Mr. Big until she fucking wore him down and got him. Um, I mean, we won't go into just how stupid of a decision that is, but how... No, no, they deserve each other. They they, they, they're they both just, terrible people. Yo, they're both I mean, terrible people. I would choose Aiden any fucking day of the week. I would probably even choose Burger, but, like, they deserve each other. But now I do... Burger was a mess. Burger was a bit of a mess. Um, but Aiden, come on. Like, yeah. hello, ladies. Aiden. Bur- Burger was a fixer-roper. And you had to put in a lot of work to fix that one up. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if I could have done it. But I, w- I would be more attracted to Burger than I would to Big. Right. But what I wanted to bring up with you... Uh-oh. And this, this, is, this, this is loaded. Um, oh <laughs> So we had an argument, I don't know, a month or so, maybe a couple months ago, about Miranda. Now, Miranda is my oh, favorite yeah. character. I stand behind her. Yeah. You started talking about how, like, she didn't think Steve was good enough for her or blah, 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 and all this shit. Yeah. And you also always say, but Charlotte's never done anything wrong because Charlotte's so pretty and she's never done anything wrong because no one's That's exactly what I said. No, no, that's not what you said. (laughs) But I realized, I realized recently that that's what you meant because it's a halo effect just because she's so pretty. Men want to believe that she hasn't done anything wrong. But she is the one who, when Miranda was having conflicts with Steve, and I remember the exact scene, she was the one who said, there's a class issue here as they were getting their pedicures done. Right. So but she reco- was the but, one. but recognizing the situation doesn't necessarily make her a bad person. Okay, but how okay, but Miranda didn't want that relationship with Steve to end. You kept you were saying in this argument that Miranda was like dumb Steve because she thought she was of a higher social class than him, which wasn't true at all. No, but she okay. I did so here's so we're oh, this is gonna be tough to keep in for the rest of this podcast. All right. <laughs> so basically, here's because you've put put down your argument. Fair enough. I want to clarify for the listener what my statement and what my position okay. on this was. Okay. I thought Miranda saw Steve as lesser in general. Now I thought class played a a, a part in this, but it wasn't just about class. He was the bartender, okay? He was the kind of schmoey sort of guy. He wasn't an intellectual like she was. I know they tried to set him up in the first episode as being the guy who read the mm-hmm. smart book and like, mm-hmm. oh, he's actually a smart bartender. But they dropped that pretty quickly, mm-hmm. all right? So realistically, Steve, over all those seasons of that show, um, I felt like a lot of the conflict between them came from the fact that Miranda was trying to gussy him up a little bit to be on her level. 
Now, whether this was a conscious thing, I don't think that was even necessarily the case. I don't think she was looking at him going, well, if I don't put him in a suit, uh, nobody will take him seriously. But I think she had, she looked at him and thought, people are going to think a certain thing of me. And I think there was even episodes where she talked about how, um, you're giving me such a look now. Darcy's just giving me such a dirty look right now. But I think there was episodes where she talked about how there was that sort of issue where she's this high class, like high priced liar. And, you know, the, the, the big conflict that happened early on was the suit. And this is where we kind of, this is where we made, both made our stand on this argument. Because mm. we had different interpretations of what happened with that suit. Can I just jump in for a second? Sure. I just, I feel like you just now have spoken a lot of generalities that just weren't true. Like you just said, you know, Miranda always thought this or she thought that. And I think that you're coming up with this because I think as the audience member, or as Charlotte said, we might see these differences but I don't think those differences were ever an issue for Miranda. Okay, now you can continue and explain the suit. No, and that's, and this is, yeah, this is the crux okay. of where our argument yeah. is. I yeah. feel like they were uh, even subconscious problems for her. For him. I think they were subconscious problems for him. Right, exactly. And this is, I think, yeah. I don't disagree, but I think it, they became a problem for him because she was trying to do things. So, like, they, they, it became a problem for both of them. Um, it became a problem for him because, I mean, just explain the suit situation. So, so the suit situation. Okay, yeah. so uh, I can't remember what the event was. Was he going for an interview? No, 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 no. no. It was she had a company event that okay. was, like, black tie or something of that ilk. Perfect. Yes. So... This, I think this is a perfect example. Okay. Okay. This is, I, this is, I remember now why this was our last stand on this. Okay. Um, this is the hill that we were dying on. Um, <laughs> both of us. Yes. Dying on two different hills. We were both admitting, we were right like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it was like Romeo and Juliet on top of this, top of this hill. Um, but basically, the way I read that whole situation. Yeah. To be, because he, she brought him to this high-priced suit store. Mm -hmm. He never would have shopped there for his suit. He knew he had to get a suit. She offered to bring him suit shopping so because he was nervous about wearing a good enough suit for the occasion. She brought him to a place that was out of his price range. Now, if she didn't know this was out of his price range, this is an example of the gap between them. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily an action on her behalf, but an example of the problem that was there. Um, she got him to try on a suit that she thought would make him presentable to her friends. He also liked the suit. He liked the suit too, but he instantly knew, I can't afford this. It wasn't until they rang it up that he knew he couldn't afford it. But he was nervous. He was nervous, of, he was nervous okay. about affording it. Mm -hmm. He was. He was nervous about finding out what the price was. Mm -hmm. Because uh, he even like knew, like, this is pretty nice in here, like, you know. But also, I do want to jump in... Again, like it wasn't about impressing her friends. Her none of her friends were gonna be there. Like the girls or, or were her colleagues, I should yeah. say. Yeah, and I also don't think it was about impressing them. I think it was about like sometimes at a certain event, like you know, there's something that you're supposed to wear. Making him acceptable. Mm -hmm. Right, making him acceptable. Here's the thing: Would he really have been unacceptable in a cheap suit? No. Reality of it was, he would have been perfectly fine in a cheap suit that he could afford. 
Yeah, and I agree with that too. And I and I agree that that may have been a misstep on her part, but I think that comes out of a lack of awareness and not of a, oh, my boyfriend needs to be an expensive, in an expensive suit. Because it wasn't a decision between a cheap suit and an expensive suit. It was a decision between who's buying the suit. So I get what you're saying, well, but I don't okay. think that was her calculatedly being like, well, my man must be in an expensive suit. I think she was just like, oh, this is where you go for suits. And like, yeah, it was probably, you know, not the most thought out plan. But I I, I am assuming on my part that she was aware that he couldn't afford the suit. And I'm assuming because she was like, I'll buy it, it's going to be my treat. That was kind of her plan was just to buy it for him. Because she knew he couldn't afford it. But is it also, and maybe even if that's so, but is it also just possible that she, and this might, right or wrong, she thought, this is a nice thing to do for my boyfriend, is to buy him a nice suit. And But I think that's possibly an example of her unaware of how that has an effect on... A um, man but who not, cannot handle it. But not just a man, because I think that should also have an effect on a gender swap in that same scenario. Like, I think it's weird that women are so comfortable with having a man who can spend a lot of money on them. Is Should there not be a pride thing for women, too? That's actually true. I mean, if a guy tried to dress me up, I would be like... Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah, I do know what you mean. And, and I, get, I get that, but what my argument was in this whole thing... It's a power play. I don't think it's a power play. I, I, th- think, I think it's... If, I think if a guy dressed you up, I think if I brought you to an expensive place and made you put on a suit, a dress, and like, it's a dress you could never afford and buy it for you, that's kind of a power play on my part. But like, when Richard, you're my bitch. But when Richard Gere does it, you know, everybody well, creams their panties. That was a fucking prostitute. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's a weird ass story from the 80s. That is a weird story. That I don't know why anyone today. likes that. That wouldn't fly today, pretty woman. Well, but. I hope not. But like... So, I get what you're saying, and I think that all makes sense. I, once again, think that that's more of a symptom of her not really being thoughtful and not consider- and not being the most considerate. I don't think that she wanted to fix him. She was never the type who, wanted, who would have wanted him to, like, say she would have wanted to, him to lie about his job. That would be a problem. If she wanted to say, oh, yeah, he's a bartender now, but he, you know, is trying to own his own bar. If she was doing shit like that... I feel then, like she kind of did that a no, little bit. No, see, you're filling in all those gaps. But she didn't he, like, did didn't that. he go on to, like, do something like that? Yeah, but he did that on his own accord, not because Miranda told him to. And But my biggest point in that was in that conflict, he, after that conflict, he was the one who ended it because he couldn't handle it. Because, but instead it, of communicating like an adult saying, "Well, no, obviously." Yeah. But you're you're assuming that's because it's like this male woman thing, and I think it's more so it's a poor, Plus, yeah. it's a poor rich person thing, and it's a it's a pride, and I think that's something that should be kind of the case either way. I recognize that it is much more likely to happen if it's the rich woman, poor man situation. Yeah, but still, and like, sure, and like, look, I like Steve as a character, I still think Steve is a good guy, even though he did that, but like, she, in that sense, was kind of punished for being 
he wasn't punished for being who he was. Maybe in that moment that was a hurtful thing that they could have worked through. Let's be real. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that it ended in a breakup was silly. Is if ridiculous. it was just if it ended up in a huge argument, sure. Right. And but, it ended um, up in a breakup because of him, not because of her. And well, that's hard to see because it's like she's being punished. Because also Miranda is not from. Well, we don't get much about any of their backgrounds, but you don't get the sense that Miranda is from money. Charlotte is from money. You yeah. don't get the sense Char- that the other three are. Miranda got her money from being a high-class lawyer. Exactly. I'd say she came from an average enough background. Yeah, exactly. So you see this woman almost being punished for the fact that she's successful because it puts her in a station that's different than the man she's in love with, and he can't handle this. Well, remember, this was early on in their relationship. This is very early this on in their relationship. This is their first I guess it's really their only breakup. They were never, I think, you know... But they were only together, like, like a couple episodes at this point, right? I'm not sure. I'm not I, sure how long I it was. I feel like it, like it wasn't, like, you know, an extended period of time where it was a huge deal. That's why I think it was kind of okay that they broke up a little bit. Like, it's still a bit stupid that they broke up, but it was, like, it was so early on that, like, if you're early on dating someone and something like this happens, it may be, like, a big red flag for you that, like, oh, maybe this won't work out. But it's to me that that's a red flag and he's the one who made it the red flag, not her. And I, and I get that. And listen, I'm not saying that he's not... He's not has some blame to take him for that I mean, situation. I he has being all stupid. the blame. I mean, he's the one who broke up with her. Yes, but I can understand him being angry or hurt in that me moment. Me too. Me too. And so that's why if you're angry and hurt early on in a relationship with somebody, I think if, if it's not too serious yet, I think it's okay to go, you know what? I think I'm out. Because, you know, not everybody gets committed that quickly. Mm. So, you know, and especially from what I gather in a world like New York where there's like a lot of dating that goes on with people. Yeah, who, for men. For men, yeah, exactly. So I think it might be realistic in that aspect that he goes like, you know what, if I'm kind of hurt and like, I don't yeah, I can which see once, this happening regularly. Which once again, this was one of the arguments we were having when we were talking about them as a couple. Like, he actually has more power in that sort of like social romantic world than she does because they're he's a man and she's a woman they're both about the same age and so his options are he has more options than she does especially because by being so success, successful she's clearly like clearly men who are less successful are ruled out because they can't handle it and then the men who are more successful than her don't want her because they want to fuck like 24 year old models so in that situation she's more fucked than he is and he instead of being mature and adult and working it out with this woman he's really into is like oh you know I'll just find some like you know 25 year old from Staten Island like that that was his mindset specifically from Staten Island yeah it had to be (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, which I think which probably makes it realistic in a sense. I yeah, think, it does. It makes him realistically the asshole in this situation and but, not her. But I, I think that's what I always liked about Steve on that show is because he was, out of all the people that were on that show, the realist mm-hmm. in this fact that he seemed like an actual fleshed human being with kind of like realistic uh, attitudes towards things. Not necessarily the best attitude towards things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't think he like he didn't handle that situation well. Not at all. 
at all. But you think he handled it realistically? I think he handled it in a way that I could like see that happening in real life. But that's fine. And once again, that's a testament to the writing. That's not a testament to Steve. Yeah, and um, that's not anything against Miranda. And this whole conversation started because, look, I love Steve. But this whole conversation started because I I'm love Miranda. I'm not thrilled about Miranda. I'm not thrilled <laughs> about Miranda. I want you to love Miranda. Everyone and understand that she's Miranda. the best. Every, but every woman I know thinks Miranda's the fucking best. Because she and, is. But I like, here's the thing. Like, it, I, th- I think personally, I think she's a little bit up herself. I think she... I think, oh, aren't we all? I mean, true. But um, I think she's a bit snobby. And this is where the whole argument came from. this is where I disagree. From. I this don't is where think the whole, she's yeah. snobby. I think, she, but when I you find the girls talking in situations, which is a regular thing in the show, is where they have their little four together for lunch or whatever, and they talk about situations. I always felt like Miranda was the voice of meanness. Okay. Like you know, like Samantha was always the one who was like, "Just fuck everybody, and it'll be great." Charlotte was always the one of like, "Oh God, we couldn't possibly do this." But Charlotte was also the one of, and sorry to interrupt you, but this is where I feel like the halo effect comes in because Charlotte's so pretty. You forget what a snob she is. Like Charlotte is, if anyone's yes. a snob, it's Charlotte, not Miranda. Right, but I'm I'm not necessarily saying Miranda's a snob. I'm saying Miranda's mean. Okay. And I think Miranda would usually be the one of like the cynical point of view and usually the the harsh point of view of how to deal with something. Okay. So uh, that's where I get that impression from a lot of the time because that was her that was her advice was always the kind of harsher meaner kind of words of advice. Hmm. Uh, whereas like, you know, Yes, uh, Charlotte would be snobby, but it would be in a, she would be very conservative, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, it was. So you expect it. <laughs> you expect it, but I th- I think like you know it rang true that like she was like oh gosh you possibly you couldn't possibly, um, and that doesn't always come from a snobby place, but it very much can come from a snobby place, and so yeah, it did sometimes come from a snobby place. Um, but she but Charlotte was the one who like. Because Miranda didn't really pull shit like this. Maybe when it came to talking about other people's relationships, Miranda was harsh. But also, like, you don't like Big either. Miranda didn't like Big, you know? Like, Charlotte was the Nobody one... Nobody liked Big. No, except for Carrie. And yeah. I knew some women or girls. No, but I just mean, like, on the show. Like, nobody nobody liked Big apart from yeah, Carrie. True. Like, everyone hated them. True. But, like, Charlotte was the one who, first, with that one example of Steve, she was the one who, in that very same episode, I'm pretty sure, when Miranda was discussing, like, whatever the issue was... Charlotte was like, this is an issue. Like, this is an unsurmountable issue. It's a class issue. and But, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's a terrible thing to say. I think it's, it's just basically someone who doesn't understand how to get around that problem. Yeah, but another thing that, like, Charlotte was also the one who, this was an episode when Carrie and Berger were dating. She was, like, on a date with a guy, and she needed to be saved because, oh, he brought me carnations, and he was wearing Doc Martens. Oh yeah, well that's bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, th- that's Charlotte. But she's superficial. Yeah, but like that's I just don't get how you can still sit here and say that Charlotte's a better person than Miranda. I'm not saying she is. Okay. Like I don't know how Charlotte got brought into this. The conversation we always had was that Miranda was mean, and then you're like, "But you love Charlotte so much." And I'm no, like, because I Charlotte's that... also a fucking div. Like okay, okay. Well then, who's your favorite? Charlotte. <laughs> well, no, but a favorite in what? Like, is it a favorite someone who I'd want to be my friend, or someone who I'd want to like date, or just the person who I thought was the best character on the show? Okay, all three. Okay, uh, so friend, you'd want Samantha to be your friend. 
she seems like the most fun and she's the least judgmental. That's true. So I feel like she's the one who's like, yeah, do you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she seems the one who's like, was super chill. Um, but she's very anti-relationship. Because she has her own issues with that. She's that's fine, but if you... She's discouraging people from But it's, it's her issue is so obvious, I would never listen to her advice about relationships. Right, okay. Um, I have friends in my own life who I wouldn't listen to their advice about relationships either. Uh, who would you want to date? To date, well... Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. <laughs> because she's the pretty one, not because of anything else. No, but here's the thing. If you go by personality alone, she's the only she's one... She's a div. She's a div, yes. No, I'm not saying she's great. But I'm just saying the other ones are worse and would rule them out. She's the best of a bad bunch. Okay. Because they're all problems. Like, Charlotte's spoiledness is a problem to be... If you were dating that, that would be a huge problem. Also, like you said, she's really snobby. That wouldn't jive with me. But she's also kind of, like, the softest one. And she's also kind of... um, the one that tries to be the most positive about things. I don't agree that she's the softest. And I really do think this is like a halo effect thing that she's seen as being softer. I think when it comes to like actual like loving and caring, I think Miranda like can be just as soft. Can be, but that doesn't mean it's like as, is just as awful. Charlotte said soft. something way worse to Harry than Miranda ever said to Steve. Do you remember what Charlotte said to Harry? But Charlotte that was said, you sp- know what people think when they look at us? But she was right. Do you know what people think when they look at them? Uh, like, come New on. York, nobody thinks anything. They think he she's was... 36. She's lucky to have someone hanging out with her. No, but in fairness, he was a short, fat, bald dude going out with a pretty girl. Like, everybody would be looking at her thinking, that, like, mm, what's up there? Oh, baby. Have you so she wasn't you? wrong. You don't know how things go in New York. I've seen models date much worse. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, either way, out of all of them, she settled the most. And he's rich. Yeah, but still, she settled for a rich guy. Like she, like looks wise, she settled. Looks wise, sure. Yeah, exactly. So but anyway, that's a mean thing to say to someone that she settled. No, no, it's a mean thing what she said oh, to yeah. him. Like Miranda never said anything that mean to Steve. But yeah, but like I mean, but that doesn't mean that Miranda would be better for me to hang around with. To date. Like, or to date. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because, like, Miranda and her and I, she's too cynical. She's too fucking dour. Like, she's got a puss on her face nine times out of ten. You don't think I'm cynical? Not, like, the way she is. You don't think I'm dour? No, because you're always super positive for me. Like, you're always trying to get me to look on the bright side, and you're always telling me how fucking great I am. I wouldn't expect that from Miranda. Um, Samantha, I couldn't date somebody. No, you can't date Samantha. Yeah, it was like that. Like Carrie. Um, Carrie is a fucking nightmare um, of a human being. Like yeah, you know. So yeah. So it just Charlotte's the best of a bad bunch. Like I just I wouldn't jive with Miranda at all, and you know that. Like, okay. So you said you want Samantha most as a friend. You would want to most date Charlotte, and then who do you think is the best character? character. Um, Miranda's the best character on the show. Okay, at least Miranda because she's the most realistically written she is. girl out of the four she is she's the less well, the least of a stereotype I actually think Carrie's extremely realistically written as well I think both Charlotte and Samantha get a little bit too dimensional but I think both Carrie and Miranda are really Carrie real. just makes so many bad decisions oh but I, I've seen girls like that I guess so but I guess they're just I just I don't I don't want to watch a lead a lead character of a show be that fucking annoying and uh, terrible you watch Mad Men with me but, like, Don wasn't much of a character on that show. 
Like, in a lot of ways, in a weird way, he's almost kind of passive in some ways. Because Don was like... It was all about the characters doing stuff around him that was more interesting in that show. Like, if you think, like, really, uh, Elizabeth Moss's character, what was her name? Peggy? Peggy. Peggy was the star of that show. I thought, from when I was watching it. Yeah, I've heard... I was actually watching something recently saying that she was a secret protagonist, and I was like, who said it was a secret? Like, I thought it was, like, pretty obvious in a lot of ways that she yeah. was... But so was Don's he. On, Don's on the posters, but, like... Yeah, but, but like, is, Don but, says so fucking little in that show, like, as well. But... But this is part of what I think is so important about Sex and the City, too, is that it's a female anti-hero, and there's the male anti-hero. Okay, like, what about Bojack? You like to watch Bojack? Like, he's fucked up left and right. But I guess that is a show specifically about people who fuck up. And so I'm watching it for people who fuck up. Okay. Um, whereas Sex and the City, I was kind of watching it for more, like, you know, fun adventures with, like, girls who date. Well, I guess... You know, here's a, here's the thing. That's kind of the problem with Sex and the City that she is an antihero, yet still is giving you that romantic. It's serving you romantic comedy at the it's, same cause time. It's, I feel like the show was trying to tell me that I should be wishing I was her. Yeah, and you're right. That's actually the fucked up part because Bojack hasn't had a happy, or I hope he doesn't get a happy ending in the sense that things are wrapped up neatly. Don, not really. You know, I actually remember watching Mad Men as soon as Megan arrived. And, like, my heart was in my chest the whole time. I was afraid that it was going to be the answer and they were going to end up together and that was going to make me right. hate the show because yeah. that would have been so wrong. Whereas Sex and the City kind of did just that. But I guess I was young enough when I was watching it that I didn't mind. But, yeah, you're right because it's, it's, it's yeah, it's serving you fairy tale romantic comedy and anti-hero at the same time. And that mixed, that mixed I, up. I, I, I'm not entirely sure the show knew that she was an anti-hero. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and you, you might be right about that. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's why I just I was off about it. Like Bojack knows Bojack is the awful person yeah. in the room, and Mad Men knows too. And Mad Men knows too. Yeah, uh, I don't think Sex and the City knew Carrie Bradshaw was the problem. Yeah, and that is, and that is a problem. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, beautiful. Well, <laughs> on that note, um, we're going to end the show. Uh, thanks, for for thanks very much for listening, folks. Um, we will be back again soon. Um, hopefully, now that our kind of lives have slowed down a little bit, we won't be uh, as bad as we were before. Excuse me. I'm we, burping. Both, we both burped. We both burped. We were, we're both drinking uh, Coke uh, Zero. Coke Zero! Product placement. Yeah, Coca-Cola Zero. <laughs> Nobody says Coca-Cola. I want everyone to say the oh. actual full title. Okay. Whenever, whenever you're like buying like a Coca-Cola in a shop, <laughs> don't ask, can I get a Coke, please? And then they go, uh, actually, we only do Pepsi. Do you want Pepsi? And you go, oh, I guess. Uh, I want you to ask, uh, can I get a Coca-Cola, please? <laughs> He's holding up his Coca-Cola can with the brand phase out the whole time that yeah. he's saying this. Oh, I know how to work it. And then, you just, and then you have to like kind of sip it to the side because the mouthpiece isn't right where you need the camera Oh, yeah, to they it. should change that. Mm. But uh, until next time... Really? Be... You. you. Really be you, folks. <laughs> Perfect.